Hey everybody, this is Paul Julian with the latest episode of Paul Julian and Friends where I sit down with Jessica Herring, who is a mortgage lender, and she talks to us about the current state of interest rates, uh, the end of 2022, where they were at the beginning of the year, where they're going into next year in 2023, and how buyers can best position themselves to take advantage of the market that has shifted, at least in our area. Uh, more to a uh, buyer's market and uh, houses are still selling but uh, you need to be on your p's and q's and have your things taken care of ahead of time uh, with your loan to get the best deal possible for you when you do find the house that's right so a lot of good information Uh, take a listen and please like and share and leave a comment if you like this show we'd love to hear from you and once again we appreciate you listening thanks Well, I'm joined today for the podcast by Jessica Herring, and I used to know where you worked, but <laughs> I no longer do because you're doing the same thing, but companies have changed, and we'll get into that yes. for sure, but um, you're a mortgage lender, yes. broker, person? We can call it a mortgage loan advisor, okay. mortgage lender, mortgage loan originator is the official title. Mortgage loan yes. originator. Okay. Yes. So, tell us where you came from, what you did growing up, how you got here now, and the big event that you just recently had in your family. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, I'm from Athens, so born and raised in Athens, Texas. I just found that out. Right from here. I don't live here anymore, but um, I all my family's still here. Um, my aunts and uncles and all them, my grandparents have since passed, but my parents are still here. Um, I was born and raised here, but um, I started my career in banking when I was 20. So just a few years ago, <laughs> I started out as a bank teller and worked my way up to branch manager. And I loved my role in banking, mainly because of people, just the interaction, um, enjoyed working with people, helping them through various needs, mm-hmm. financial planning, things like that. Um, but after I had my first child, our daughter, who's now seven, um, I really wanted a little bit more time with her at home. Sure. So I pursued the mortgage career because it's very flexible on hours worked and possibly working remote and things like that. So I've been doing that for the last six years. So I've had a 16 year financial career so far. So I've been doing mortgage about six years now. Interesting. So things have changed, especially a lot in the last year or so. That's for sure. Yes. We'll get into that and talk about what people can do that are uh, in the market to to buy a house. Yeah. Uh, Because (laughs) I don't think we don't think it's finished. Uh, rates are going higher yeah and so personality of the market is completely switched it's, from a, sh- it's was, a funny shift it really is uh you know the multiple offers the ridiculous amounts over the asking price and buyers coming up with money out of nowhere but <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool well, tell us about your family you just had a recent addition so your oldest is seven that's yes. how old my oldest granddaughter Aww. is so jolie is seven and then we have brooks is three and then uh, we just had a baby back in October. He was born in October. So he's six weeks old um, uh-huh. this week and doing well. Okay. My husband and I have been married um, nearly 14 years. Okay. And we live in Waco right now. Right. So so did you you started your banking career in Athens, is it? Or in, in this yes, area? Yes, actually I did. When uh, Southside Bank moved into Brookshire's for an in-store yes. branch, I was working yes. at Brookshire's okay. as a service trainer. So tell me about... The changes that you're seeing in the 
on your side of the lenders market. Obviously, interest rates have gone up. This is yes. uh, December of 2022. So, mm-hmm. December of 2021, the Fed funds rate was what zero mm-hmm. 0.1? Yeah, mm-hmm. and now it is. I think a quarter. Yeah. What is it now? Oh my F- goodness! I should have looked it up. Three and a half, four. I, I mean, it's close so. to four now. It's close to four. Yes. And then they're gonna they're gonna raise again in a couple of weeks. Probably, probably next week. I mean, for the end of the and year. Then, mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> You can see that they actually have an odds market on how high it's going to go and how many times. So, like talking about February, March, and maybe April. So, wow. What from a year ago? What were you seeing then uh, versus now? What are the problems that the average home buyer is having now? What can they do to best position themselves? So a year ago, we were looking at, as you remember, sky high prices. Right. Just people could not afford. It was the it was the affordability question, which mm-hmm. we still have, and I'll go back to that. But it was the pricing. It was just so high. Just the demand for houses was so high, and supply was so short. And we know a lot of that is because, um, you know, the the largest generation in America right now, the biggest population of generations, is millennials, mm-hmm. and those are people born from 1981 to 1996 roughly and so there's about 72 million of us <laughs> in that population um bubble that are home buyers right now we've all we're all grown up we're buying houses some of us are first time buyers some of mm-hmm. us are second or third time buyers um, but the demand is huge and then you've piled that on top of we just got done with this pandemic mm-hmm. and there was you know supply chain issues and other issues that um caused us to have a low inventory lots of people in 2020 when people were going to work from home they decided they didn't want to work they didn't like their house anymore because they're there i'm really really close to these neighbors and i'm here all the time (laughs) i don't have enough room you know i need an office you know and and interest rates were plummeting and it was more affordable and people could move out of the cities into the suburbs or you know areas where they wanted to be mm-hmm. at more affordable price and they could work from home and so that created this huge like just fruit basket turnover of housing right. and so now we have a supply issue okay. and that was last year you know right. with the pricing so now we're doing okay well the pricing has settled down a little bit mm-hmm. you know the appraised values have not gone up as steep right. as quickly they're okay. still up just not gone up as quickly and now we have that coupled with the higher interest rates mm-hmm. so it's a double punch to buyers right now if your income is this and most people's income doesn't mm. jump from year to year so no. that's that so say you could afford i don't know what your average loan is on just like a regular house <laughs> what is the regular so i'll house? tell you this so in our area so in this um I think it's in the south or in the U.S. Um, as of October, the um, the average home price was between two hundred fifty thousand. This is existing home sales, mm-hmm. two hundred fifty thousand to um, just over four hundred thousand, I believe. Okay. So in that range, that's okay. where we're. That's the sweet spot right now. It used to be, especially in the East Texas area, mm-hmm. you could buy a nice house for one twenty five yep. to one seventy five. You were in a nice house, and yes. if you were really doing well, you know it's going to be three hundred plus. Mm-hmm. Now the entry level is over 200 well over 200 right. so and so how many you know i don't know put a number on it but i, I hate to look too much nationally you know because they say real estate's local and, and it is to an extent but i mean interest rates are local no, you no. know they're they're definitely <laughs> they're not. and that not statistic was according to the national association of realtors so right. that on just a husband and wife or just a regular person basis, you know, when they come into you, they could afford 250 last year, but what are they able to afford? You know, nothing's changed. They got the same down mm-hmm. payment. 
you need the same kind of loan. They're making the same amount of money. What are interest rates roughly today? I don't talk about your best, but I'm talking yeah, sure, sure. average. Average, yeah, absolutely. What so are those average, today average credit score on an FHA loan right now, it's over seven. It's seven point three to seven point six. Okay. Um, I was thinking you know, with seven. a really great interest, um, really great credit score, and a little bit of cash to buy it down, we can get you in the low. You know, you can look at possibly buying it down to the low sixes, maybe in the high fives, depending on your lender. Okay. So. When somebody comes into you, what are the typical mistakes that buyers are making? You know, this I know from my end as a realtor and a broker, and I really don't even want to. You can't be showing people houses if they don't even. <laughs> I, I know. So, you know, have you talked to a lot? No, Absolutely. Yeah, you, that's you like finding the house is the last thing. Yes. There's a lot of legwork, a lot of paperwork, and a lot of uh, eye-opening experiences to get to that point, right. and. It seems to me that that's first-time home buyers are just maybe unaware or, or just of what it's going to take and sure. the amount of legwork that they're going to have to do to get everything lined up. Sure, and that kind of circles back to your question about you know what are what are the current hurdles of home buyers, even first-time home buyers or just home buyers right now, um, and which is why I got into the business because when my husband and I bought our first house, we were engaged and I didn't want to rent because um, houses were cheap. It was back in 2008. Houses were so right. cheap right after the yeah. the crash. Um, and so I was like, why are we going to pay your rent? Well, we just buy a house. Sure. It's fine. So we actually lived um, and we moved to Palestine if we got married, but we bought a house in Palestine and we paid um, less than it would cost you to buy a new Suburban <laughs> for our house. <laughs> yeah. And the interest rate was 5.5%. Yeah. But the house was only $70,000. And so it was cheap. And it was a two-bedroom, one-bath, little bungalow. Mm -hmm. And it was adorable. And we loved it. And we cried when we sold it. (laughs) And it was wonderful. But we got, you know, we didn't have a ton of cash. We were paying for a wedding, getting married, starting our family. Um, And I worked at a bank. An unknown bank. But I worked at a bank. I won't mention. Um, And I went to a mortgage lender. I was like, hey, you know, what are the options? You know, is there a great program? Is there a zero down? Um, And... Their response to me was, here, fill out this, um, you know, 12-page application, which was the old 1003, if anyone remembers that. But um, they didn't answer any of my questions. And so someone's... And I worked there. I worked there. Like, here, fill this out and we'll talk, Um, you know. And so a friend of mine said, you know, I know a person, a mortgage lender. They're just down the street, um, downtown Palestine. Go talk to them. They're happy to do it. They had an online application. Talked to him. He answered all my questions. He introduced us to the USDA loan, which is zero down. And we were able to finance our first home with very little out of pocket, which helped us out at the time. I took that as hey, this guy cares about me. He cares about us. He wants to help. And so I didn't even use my own employer for the loan at the time because this guy, this gentleman was so kind and just walked us through every step. Just mm-hmm. was really had the heart of a teacher yeah. and wanted us to understand what we were doing. And so that's what inspired me to be that for my clients okay. now so I can help them go through those hurdles. So um, thankfully, we had great credit, just not a ton of money. Right. And so that was helpful. But uh, for buyers today... Um, you know, the biggest thing I see is, um, especially now with higher interest rates, a lot of people want to buy them down mm-hmm. and so they need the cash. It's usually lack of cash. Um, and then, um, or they will have savings. I have a lot of buyers who have savings. They've got enough for their closing costs or their down payment. But now the closing costs have gone up a little bit because of rate points okay. and trying to get that interest rate right where we need it to be to keep the loan affordable because prices are higher. So. The, those are the two biggest hurdles would be probably credit and um, cash assets available. So save some money. <laughs> save have a lot some of money. money. So what if you have 
parents or somebody that want to help you? I know you, that can be done Every type of loan that, that we, you know, that I offer, that other lenders offer, pretty much most types of loans are going to allow you to do gift funds. And typically that has to come from a family member, as long as they're a blood relative or in-law, um, and as long as they can verify those assets and verify that it's a gift and right. it's not a loan, right. not an interest-free loan, not a loan. Um, and there's ways that we do that. There's paperwork that we sign to verify that um, mm-hmm. kind of hold them to it. Um, yes, gift funds are absolutely a great way um, to purchase a home if you're just a little short on cash and your family wants to do that for you. So, What about the work income? I would imagine a W-2 earner with that's been someplace 10 years, that's pretty easy. Easy peasy. That one's but real easy. Um, not everybody. <laughs> self-employed is a little more difficult, you know, because... Um, I get it. You know, everyone's kind of got a side hustle or so a lot of people are self-employed. So mm-hmm. when you are self-employed, your income gets a little stickier, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, we take a look at, we want to look at two years of tax returns and we take a look at what you're writing off and add back the things that are allowable to add back to increase your income. But most people who are self-employed are writing off everything they can to save on taxes. Sure. And that's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does lower the income typically. So, okay. so is it good and a bad to it can be when it, it yeah. comes to buying a house. Yes. Hmm. Tell me about your business as far as your book. I mean, now is it half of what it was? Is it 75% of what it was a year ago? Is it? <laughs> I actually had a bigger year this year than I did last year. I couldn't believe it. Not not by a ton, you know, right. what we'll say. Um, probably, but I think I increased my uh, productivity by about 15% over last year, which was kind of crazy, actually. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Now, um, is that volume or just price uh, volume and what i closed the number of Lo- loans? loans that i closed yeah okay mm-hmm. and so. is it almost but i will say this residential i will purchase? say this that was on dollar amount not not um what we call units or individual loans okay. individual loans was about the same okay so that tells you right there that pricing has gone up yeah and that's the pricing that was increased that increased my volume so you helped us close a buyer in october yes we had a closing so that together. was really good and it was interesting going through that process with you and the um, insights you had into kind of the underwriting process. Yes. It seemed like it was frustrating to you. At, at I'm trying to remember that one which was frustrating about because I've had a few frustrating it was just, this year. It was just like you, the way I remember the comment it was like underwriters are trying to find a way to not approve a loan. Versus. Yes. So, and that is, now that's going to be probably per lender, per company. Mm-hmm. So it is difficult though because investors kind of are cracking down. So just for the listeners, um, for the mortgage industry, your lender's probably not making money off of you directly. They're not charging you a fee and mm-hmm. making the money off of you. Um, they may charge you an upfront fee, um, like an administration fee or something to do, or an application fee to do your loan. Um, but the, where mortgage lenders um, make money is by selling your loan on the secondary market. So they take that loan, they they underwrite it to the investor's guidelines. So right. if you're doing Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, USDA, VA, those different types of investors, we're following their guidelines. Right. So we look like the bad guy, but we didn't write their rules. We're just enforcing them. Right. So once your loan is funded and all packaged up, we have all your documentation and we send that over and basically say, okay, here it is for sale. And that's how we make our money. And then mm. they take it from there. Sometimes we retain the servicing. Sometimes the servicing gets sold depending mm. on your lender and who, right. you know, what mortgage bank you went through. So, um, but that's how, that's how we make our money. But, and yes, underwriters can be sickler sometimes because they are 
being held to those rules. Right. And so they're scared. So what we don't want is is the bad, bad, bad thing, which is called a buyback. We don't want to fund a loan mm -hmm. and then go to sell it back to the investor. And they say, well, you didn't do this right, and that T wasn't crossed, and this I wasn't dotted. Right. So we're not gonna buy it from you. Now you have to hold on to that. And then we're out $300,000 for funding right. a loan, right. and we can't sell it and make our money. Gotcha. It's the, I guess they call it the velocity of money to be able to yes. do that same thing Absolutely, again. just keep doing it, that keep it going. Same 300000 another $300,000 loan, another three hundred. dollars mm -hmm. Just Absolutely. and they get bigger and bigger pools. How many are our loans getting sold on the secondary market as often as they were back in two thousand six, seven, eight when they couldn't even figure out somebody would send you for send a person foreclosure <laughs> and say, Well you prove it's my loan, prove it's your loan. Oh I mean prove goodness. you even have it and then they gotta yeah. go back through. Yes, I mean know, that's I mean that's kind of, kind of the mortgage cycle how it works. So um, you know, what happened back then is probably never going to happen again. The The guidelines were out of control. They were too lax. Mm -hmm. um, they were allowing way more money over appraisal value, yeah. things like that. They were allowing stated income without, yes. you know, um, tons of self-employed borrowers that yeah. it was just not, it was not How good. It was totally today? inflated. <laughs> Absolutely. It was totally inflated. And then people got into mortgages they couldn't afford, which is why we saw all the foreclosures, and you, you know, follow 80, that. And the 80-20s or the 80, I mean... Basically, you get 105%, if I remember, but you know, you get 105% of the purchase price, but oh. it was an 80% loan because we could get that rate this, but then you had a, oh, like a, a, like a second 20 or 25% loan, mm -hmm. and you know, with your closing costs, everything booked in, but you had another payment on top of that. Yep. That was not a fixed rate, or it was only fixed for a couple mm -hmm. of years. Yeah. And, it was yeah. some bad, what we call that predatory lending. It was yeah. bad practices. and. Um, you know, the CFPB was formed out of that. You know, they, they did make it a little harder on everybody else. And we got, you know, Tila Respa out of that and all right. that good stuff, the trade disclosures. But all I think that that's a good thing. That's good for, it's good for consumers because it protects us um, and it holds people accountable. Okay, so I want to I wanna buy a house and should I bring you my shoebox or <laughs> do I? <laughs> well, I will tell you this. So, and if you don't mind a little plug. So no, I'm, come on. I'm with Hallmark Home Mortgage right now um and my old employer which you know we all knew and loved um had a bad bad little spot and anyway we went to another company okay they are closing their doors <laughs> is that because of i mean it's probably because of several things but does it have something to do with the rise in interest rates? i think so i think we never really got a good like here's our official statement on why we're gonna you know close but um we thankfully i have great leaders and a great um, regional manager, a great branch manager. Um, they kind of saw the writing on the wall and made some phone calls and um, found a place for us to all go. And so my our regional manager um, in uh, near Kansas City, it's um, in Leewood, Kansas, uh, took all 60 of us with him. Oh, wow. So because he's a great guy and we yeah. love him. Mark Wademan, we love you um, if you're listening to this. But um, he took all 60 of us with him, negotiated a deal that... Um, to go to Hallmark. And so we love it there. We've been welcomed with open arms. Um, we're all still kind of in the same boat, learning their processes, learning mm -hmm. their software, um, but we're all doing our same job roles, which made it super easy mm -hmm. that we didn't just all scatter and go to different companies because we all love what we do and we all love working as a team. So, um, but I'm trying to remember where I was going with that now. What question I was, what I was what answering, I I'm sorry. But, no, I, like um, I said, I try not to interrupt because I but the same thing. you're asking me about the new company, um, Hallmark Home Mortgage. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of great things for people that we have. Um, we are doing um, all, it's all residential mortgage. So I don't do land. Sure. Um, never have done land with a mortgage bank, but um, we've got a great uh, offer right now. If you buy a house between now and March, we give you a $2,000 credit on your refinance when rates do go down until 2025. Okay. So it's a pretty good deal. And we're just thinking rates just got to go down. Yes. And we're, <laughs> and we're hoping that rates yeah. might go down by 2025, but. Yeah. Where do you think they're going? Is, is there an industry, uh, like I said, I think we were talking before I hit record about, you know, there's actually, you can, what they call the terminal rate, where there's, you can bet on how high the Fed, Fed funds rate is mm -hmm. going to go. Yeah, and, and some analysts say as high as 11% on the mortgage rate, Fed funds rate. I don't know where they're going with that. I don't really know if they five, know what they're doing. Or, it's usually around five. Is it, yeah. is it a little over five? Is it a little under five? I've heard as high as five and a half. But, yeah. I mean, that's that's a real live, that's a real live mortgage rate when you talk thing yeah, on top of that. Yeah, and you know, everyone, all, all our friends um, who lived um, as adults through the 70s and 80s, and I say that with great respect, all of our friends who lived in the 70s and 80s as adults and bought homes mm -hmm. in the 80s when they were super Earth high. Business was being done. Super high. Um, yes, and so relatively speaking, rates are not high right now. However, the dollar Relative. is devalued <laughs> since 1980s. Yes, and so um, we weren't, you know, if you were spending $300,000 on a home in the 80s, you yeah. were doing quite well. Uh, yes. You were doing quite well for yourself. Yes. Um, and so, and even today, you know, you're probably doing quite well if you're buying. But I mean, yeah, it's a little different. It'd be more like buying a lot more, a lot more, <laughs> maybe in the millions now. So more, yeah. uh, I don't know exactly what the what the inflation rate is from 1980 to now, but it's going to be significant. It's, it's, so yeah, it's bumped up this year for sure. Mm -hmm. Just every time we go to the grocery store, it's like wow. Yes. That's all it is. Wow. Yes. And so I will say this too, back to your question on buyers, what can they do? You know, I all, I'm a huge advocate for paying off debt and, and being debt free as much as you can. Uh -huh. um, and I know that's kind of a foreign concept for a lot, Dude. but, um, you know, being responsible, making a monthly budget, following it, sticking to it, you know, because I think that we can afford a lot more than we think we can right. um, if we're willing to set aside some of our conveniences. Yeah, that so. is the trick, isn't it? Because <laughs> once you've had something, well, okay, it's air conditioning, a convenience. No, 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 no. Is, uh, is you know, it's good. it's the it's the things that aren't You know, I someone know. asked me the other day. They said, you know, I um, I really want this, and we were going to lock her rate, and she was like, well, I don't know if I want this one or this one, and she told me out of her own mouth um that um she liked you know that she didn't like to cook that her family liked and i'm not judging at all mm -hmm. like, people are busy yeah. people have busy lives um but she said you know we eat out a lot and i said well think about this because it was like a 40 dollars difference in her payment yeah. and i said if you eat out one less time per month you can go with this rate instead of this rate and it clicked right. and it made sense and so right. just talking through those things with yourself like you know if i don't go out to eat lunch once a week mm -hmm. or whatever it is for you yeah, you know i don't know and yeah. for me it's getting my nails done so right. yeah. i definitely want to get that there's i want to give that up always <laughs> something to cut and yeah there's choices have to be made so, mm -hmm. um, so. absolutely that's good advice so Buyers should come to you early in the process, right? Yes. Oh, that was something else we were talking about. So first step is always to get pre-qualified. Please, please, you know, get with a realtor, find one you like, interview them. I recommend you. You're a great one. <laughs> Everybody call Paul Julian in Athens. But um, 
Find a realtor that's fine. Establish a relationship, but do not look at any houses. Don't even look online. I, I, see, you, I, see, you out, I see you out there, our lovely buyers, looking online, dreaming, and that's a great thing because plans always start with a dream, and that's wonderful to kind of know what you want before you go shopping, but don't get attached to something because if it's on one of the sites online, it's probably already gone right. or will be soon, maybe by the time you get pre-qualified. Yeah. So don't fall in love with anything until you're pre-qualified with your lender. Okay. Is there a difference between being pre-qualified and pre-approved? There can be, yes. Okay. So pre-qualified is a very um, loose, I say it's a loose term. It's um, It's just an initial, is it, it is. So, we've, initial so pre-qualified can be like, okay, look? stated, I've seen your credit, you've stated your income, you've told me how much money you have in the bank, but I haven't you laid eyes on anything. you stated. I haven't you, laid eyes on anything, so pre-qualified. Right pre-approved in which technically we're not even supposed to say in texas there's a lot of weird things, legislation but, on that but pre-approval is going to be we've seen everything we've looked we at your credit right we've yes got their bank statements. we have looked at your credit report we've looked at your bank statements we've looked at your check stubs all the things we've seen it we've laid eyes on it and we know how much you can afford so you can shop with confidence so i will tell you this i don't typically issue a pre-qualification letter until i have seen everything mm -hmm. okay mm-hmm and uh, with my uh, company now, with Hallmark Home Mortgage, we have a program called Candor that allows us to, we put the application through kind of digitally, let's like the computer read it, it pre-underwrites the file. And if it comes back approved, it'll give you, you know, like, oh, you need, I don't know, a bank statement and another check stub and that, and it, that is solid. No one, no one strays from that. It's like, a pre-underwrite is what okay. it is. So if that comes back approved, you're good to go. All we need is a property gotcha. that appraises. So. Yeah, it's always you want to have the money up front ready to go versus... It makes yeah. your offer a lot more attractive, well, too. Sure it does. I mean, it, you know, it was impossible, you know, like I said, a year ago to mm -hmm. get a loan like that accepted. And some people on listings that I had that ended up being the buyers, you know, talking to their agents, they were like, they've lost out on six houses. And then that was me this summer. Just getting outbid, get you know, yes. or over asking price and this sort of stuff. And finally, you know, the one that uh, we sold them, I mean, it was, it was over appraisal, three to three to five percent over the appraisal. It was an FHA loan. I said, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way they're going to come up with it. And they did. They, they and their lender figured out a way to make it happen. And okay. They were able to Great. bring some more money to the table. Yeah. And, but that was again just a sign of the market, and now the, mm. I think in sellers' minds, from what I've seen, they're they're still looking at prices over the last three years, and they're saying, well, I mean, it was what you know my neighbor mm -hmm. eighteen months ago yeah. sold for this. It's just really not where the market is right now. So now buyers are in more control, and if you can go through someone like you and your company, you put the power. Of negotiation yes in in your hands a little more yes because I think I know that sellers always I, I, I've sold a home before I mean I get that you want the surefire deal you want to know that when you sign this contract we're gonna get, get to the closing table right, right. we're we're, thinking, we're looking at dollar signs right that's one of my first deals don't spend anything <laughs> right exactly because <laughs> we may want to make it we gotta wait for the appraisal and yeah. then the the final approval and the clear to close and all those fun steps but um, it it is a weird market that we're in because I people ask me you know buyers you know buyers sellers and I said I really feel like we're in a low inventory buyers market is kind of where I feel like we are right now that's just my own opinion you know there's not a lot of inventory 
you know, not a lot. Are you seeing multiple offers? Because no. you deal with a lot more sellers than I do. I'm no. Get to, I, mean, I get no. to help sellers. And I've got several searches set up. So, you know, I look looking at properties that have been on the market for 100 days, 120, days. I mean, you know, the, so the, the number of listings that are just sitting on the market. And as a uh-huh. homeowner, we get kind of like fearful with that, right? You kind of like, ooh, do. yuck. I don't like that. Thankfully, I'm not trying to sell right now, so it'll be fine. But yeah. you just kind of so get a little anxious. It's all anxious. about the price, and it, it's all about matching. The whole deal about listing and putting it out there, marketing and all that stuff, is to try to match the offering to the market yeah. as it stands, you know, at that time. It's mm-hmm. because you can't sell today for, yes, you know, on yesterday's terms or yesterday's market. That nope. sort of thing. So it is. It's eye-opening for and a lot of people that are young. They they've never had to sell a house. Um, they've never, like I said, had to whatever you want to call it a real interest rate mm-hmm. on anything. And it's it's eye-opening. I remember when Melissa and I bought our first house. It was eighty-four. <laughs> eighty-four. Do you remember we your interest like, rate? <laughs> we were like we were like ten and a half. Man, we better lock it in. Yeah. You know, ten and a half percent interest rate mm-hmm. on a little crummy square foot in Cassidy area of Dallas. Was it fixed or adjustable? Fixed. <laughs> oh, that's fixed. good. <laughs> it was fixed, but man, we were like glad to get glad to get it. Then we moved to Athens, and interest rates were better then. But it, the whole closing process is part of what got me into real estate. Was back then there wasn't clarity on who was representing who. <laughs> oh, okay. And so that. You know, a lot of things that's that's changed in the um, agent and brokerage business over the years is, you know, it's who is represented by who, who are you working for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can't get colored. And I remember I, when we bought that house in 84, I remember the, the guy that sold it to us. It had been a rent house for like 30 years. I think he could not believe that somebody was so dumb to pay what they paid for that price. So he drove by one day and kind of got out and... I said, hey, how you doing? He goes, yeah, I just sold this place. And I swear, I, I could read his mind. He said, I just want to see the dumb sucker that <laughs> that paid this. <laughs> you know, And we had to do everything to it. We paid. Uh, it was just, we didn't know anything. So oh, wow. it's good to have somebody on your team, somebody that's familiar with real estate. doesn't yes. have to be a broker or an agent, but a lender Listen, or whoever. And I agree, 100%. talk about pricing and the market and... I agree 100%. Anytime I've ever done, and I've done a lot of for sell by owner deals, uh-huh. someone always loses. Really? Someone always loses. And I'm not, I don't mean like they end up in a fight or anything. So how do you get a for sale? Okay, so your buyer comes to you mm-hmm. and they, and they, rush, house by they drive by and okay. someone's got a for sale by owner and they call the number and no okay. one gets represented. So typically, um, and, and I, I'm speaking from 100% experience and I think one only. Did either one of those have representation? An agent working the seller, the buyer can be done. He's a for sale by owner. I've had multiple where it was no representation, okay. none. I've had some where oh we had one, we paid a you know paid a realtor mm-hmm. to write the contract, but right, they weren't yeah. representing anyone, you know things like that. But right. um, I have the ones where no, there's no representation. We have okay. no realtor involved. Um, there's there's little guidance. <laughs> the seller usually loses out on a lot of cash. Like the appraisal is going to come in much lower because they didn't really know what their house was worth. They didn't mm-hmm. know how to price it. Like you said, according to the market, what are we doing now? Because we all know that appraised value is very relative. It's going to be sure. kind of not super fluid, but kind of fluid. Right. Like, I mean, do you want your house yeah. to be fully appraised on the tax district? I mean, when that's open around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, do you? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. So it typically yeah. comes in below, uh, I'm sorry, above 
the appraised value comes in higher than the sales price. It's typically how the seller loses. And you know, these some a lot of times the buyer, you know, someone went on the Trek website and filled out form Mm -hmm. you know and gave me the contract and they don't know you know they don't know to to get the appraisal addendum and things like that that they could really lose out on you know and lose a lot of money i've had people lose earnest money because they didn't Mm -hmm. have representation so get a realtor if you are a buyer or seller hire paul (laughs) (laughs) and that's really i i just like i i like people being able to go in with an open um i guess open eyes but you know clear expectations about you know what the process is like and I usually send an email when you know if we're dealing with uh, buyers or sellers I send them I said look it's gonna be like gotta have it it's crazy for like three or four days once you get a contract you know it's back and forward gotta do Mm -hmm. this gotta have that gotta have that and then your lender that first little bit gotta have this gotta have that gotta have that you know we gotta get this updated and then it's like nothing it's radio silence Waiting on for the appraiser, waiting right yeah, on the title now company. Just waiting. You heard anything? No, just waiting. You, I, no, just waiting. But then the week of or the week before or a few days before, I mean, it's like a lot of times it's just crazy again. Oh, we got to yes. have this left. You know, we got to have that or uh-huh. there's this and that. And so I, did, I said, tears will be shed. Probably, you probably will ball at some point or just wonder what, you know, is this ever going to close? They close all the time. I I think that my next um, my next profession may be like licensed professional counselor or life coach or something because I do I get to talk to people you know yeah. I get to walk up because it is so stressful and I have had people call me in tears yeah. or call me and yell at me I've been cussed out before you sure, know because yeah. it's a very stressful time right. um, and unfortunately you know you and I look like we're the ones holding it all together we're right. not we're just waiting <laughs> other other people do their job they're we're just we're just the ringleader. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to usher it through, trying yes. to navigate it, exactly. Help you navigate everything, exactly. So, do you think are you gonna you got any plans to uh, be a counselor? Or I don't plans? know. Are you I don't stick know in the that. mortgage business? Maybe, <laughs> maybe when maybe when I'm a lot older, I don't know. But I don't. I love, and I will tell you this: the reason I do what I do is because I love people so much, and I love helping people. And um, you know, it's a big investment to buy a home. It's, oh, a, it's, it's a, you really can't do it without some sort of guide. And I don't have all the answers, you know, but um, I've done it a nobody lot. Does. Nobody has. Nobody does. Answers. But yeah, I wish I had a crystal ball to say, oh yeah, interest rates will be two percent. Everybody wait. Uh, just keep you know, just wait. You know, but no, no, buy a house now because the best time to buy a house was five years ago. Right. It will never. That house you're looking at now will never be as affordable quote unquote affordable as it is today i think about all the time about anything any kind of capital improvement i mean should i you know should i put up this fence should i build that metal building should i pour that concrete goodness i I wish i had bought land 16 years ago and then it's always like planting a tree (laughs) the best time was 30 years ago yes yes so you enjoy your new company Mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing yes no plans to change anything i love i love what i do and i love that i get to you know be available to my clients and, and answer those questions. And I I had a lady call me this week and I did her loan um, back at my first uh, mortgage lending job back in 2016, uh, maybe early 2017. And she, she still had my number and it made me yeah, feel cool. so like warm and fuzzy inside. And I couldn't do what she, she wanted to buy land and we don't do land loans, but I referred her to um, a partner of mine who does land loans. And I said, you know, they'd be great for you. But I love that people keep my number. That yeah. really means a lot to me. Um, that they, she knew she could still call me. Right. So that's important. Yeah, to me. I can speak for you. You did our refinance. That was the first time we did anything. Um, Melissa and I refinanced our house. So we did that. 
and then at least one or two other deals and you know you always want somebody to just you don't ever feel like you're purposely not getting your phone calls answered because the news is bad. I mean, you know, it's just like, get the bad news out of the way absolutely, quickly. And absolutely. just say, hey, this is, way it is. this is what's happening, this is where we're going, this, but you've always been great about that. Thank and you. I would definitely recommend anybody getting a home loan to um, refinance to yeah, go with y'all. Thank you, your, I appreciate that. You know, the bunch. only way out is through. So you can't, you, the only way out is oh, through. You can't, right. you can't avoid the bad <laughs> stuff. You just gotta talk about it, get it out in the open, so. Mm-hmm. Honesty is the best policy. Any things you're seeing these days that, I mean, we talked about buyers, just anything they need to be aware of with the interest rates possibly going up again, just keep, again, keep your credit clean, keep your, pay things off as you can. Yes. And that's just another, just word to the wise, you know, with interest rates going up, with Fed raising rates, it's raising all the bank rates because right. that's just, that's what they're paying to get their money to give up. you, to yes. loan you. So, um, you know, I, I keep a few credit cards and I've noticed the, the interest has gone up significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, some credit cards I've, I'm studying and reading and looking going up to 40%. Don't carry a balance on a 40% credit card. Don't do it guys. Don't do it. Get pay off as quickly as you can. Um, you know, and making on-time payments, keeping your credit, um, balances low on, on revolving credit keeps your credit score high. Um, and then just paying things off as quickly as you can, you know, I mean, you don't have to be completely debt free your entire life, but you know, just be responsible with spending. I think it's just the most important thing. What's the, uh, Bottom of the good credit score that you, that you're looking to get your best rate um, right now. What what does best rates? Yeah, seven forty. Seven forty. And then above, of course. And then, you know, minimum to qualify, you know, we could probably go, it goes as low as like 620 as of the time of this recording. Right. <laughs> you know, 620. Yeah. Um, but um, that's not going to get you the best interest rate. You're going to be in the high sevens with that mm-hmm. with that credit score. So, um, like I said, paying things off, keeping your credit card balances low, things like that will boost your credit score. I told my kids this, and a lot of people over the years, you know, it's a credit-based society. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to be all cash or... Exactly. You know, but... Everything from your, obviously your mortgage rate, but your, if you finance a car, your, I mean, your car insurance is yes. tied, your rates on your car insurance is tied to your credit. You know, these it's not days. how well Everything you pay your is, bills on time, absolutely. Right. So <laughs> it's, it, it pays to have, take care of your credit. And, absolutely. It's super important. And be responsible with it. That's for sure. All right. Well, anything you want to say in closing, give us your... If somebody wanted to get in touch with you about mm-hmm. a new home loan, everything, yeah. uh, your company's changed. Hopefully they won't change anytime. <laughs> yes, yes. I do have um, a website. It's currently under construction. I'll go ahead and throw it out there, the URL. It's Dream Loans with Jess. You can also find me on Facebook, Dream Loans with Jess. Um, and then, like I said, my, my website, it's going to take you to a blank page. It is under construction right now. But we have a great app that I can share with you, too. So okay. if you contact me on Facebook, on my Facebook page, I can share the app with you. Um, and you were saying earlier, bring a shoebox, you know, with all your receipts and your tax returns and W-2s. <laughs> but we've got a great app. You can take pictures of it with your okay. smartphone. It'll upload everything directly to our system. It's super easy to use. And you get up, automatic updates on where we are on your loan. I did. I do remember that with the the buyers that we uh, just recently closed. It was mm-hmm. an email, you know, ever when we were getting close. For okay, the we got this. Check, 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 check. We got all that. We still got this to do, and so that was that was handy to have. You know, the technology can can be great. It is, you know, sometimes it's intrusive, <laughs> but it's 
when it's done right, it's everything. I love it. I can, I mean, I logged into it the other day. I had my daughter at dance and a buyer texted me and he said, Hey, um, he said, I went with another um, house at the builder and he said, they need an updated, he said, I picked out a more expensive house mm-hmm. and they needed an updated pre-qualification letter. And I kind of had a minute to paint it because I left my laptop at the house and right. I'm in the parking lot at the dance studio yeah. thinking, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I got on my app, my e-home app, and I looked in there and I sent him one in literally 45 seconds. He had really? the pre-qualification letter from my app. That's so handy. I love, yeah, it's a, it's great. So that clients is. love it and the lender and our agents can get on it as well. So you can be a partner on it, put your logo on there, yeah. get you set up with it. And um, it's super easy to use. And then you get the updates as well. So that's interesting. It's nice. Y'all going back to Waco tonight? I am going back to Waco tonight. So yeah. still kind of, we've only been there six months. Still trying. I have not done any of the touristy things since I <laughs> moved there. <laughs> it's a great town though. I do love Waco. Y'all in town? Out of town? I mean, I don't know much about Waco. We are in the city limits. My husband, Braden, works for China Spring ISD. He's what the is it? China, China Spring okay. ISD and he's the executive director of technology there. So we live in that kind of little area of the outskirts of Waco so in China Springs so we like it a lot it's a it's a great little community you said that you and your brother are homeschooled Um, yes are you doing the homeschooling as well I am actually so for this is my third my fourth year to homeschool really so we started pre-k with with my daughter with our oldest daughter and um We'll, we'll see where it goes from here. We're yeah. looking at other options, but um, it's getting with three now. It's a little harder. Yeah, because, that is. Yeah, just keep adding to the class. I, I love my job too much. I don't want to quit, and I really like it. Right. So, and I love being a mom. So, yeah. I found a great career that I can do both. So. so, I mean, there's more and more people doing the homeschools, from what I've mm-hmm. read and everything these days. Are you in like a? Are you doing it mostly yourself? Or are you in like a? What do they call it? A, um, a cooperative or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, I group. don't. We're not in a group right now. Um, we may eventually do something like that. But like I said, we've only been there six months. We almost. I think we found a church home that we like. But we just had a baby, so mm-hmm. we're kind of in and out, and you know, settling. Thankfully, I did get unpacked very quickly. Okay. That was that <laughs> was taken care of very quickly. Thanks to our parents helping us get all that done. But just you know, find, immersing yourself in the community when you're not going to an office every day because I do right. work from home is yeah. um, can be challenging. It and can so, be right. So it's Jessica Herring, H-E-R-R-I-N-G. Yeah, just like the fish. Just like the fish. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I'm thankful that you were in Athens and that you made time to yeah. come over today. Well, thank it you for fun. inviting me. It was fun to get to talk to you today. And... I will, and I would like to make it uh, kind of a running deal. So, you know, as conditions change in the market, yes. you know, we could do like a short 15, 20 minute deal. You know, hey, this is what we're seeing. This is where things are going. You know, make sure you do this. Don't do that. And I would love just that. Every so often. Just I would it. love it. 